This is United We Listen, a podcast by and for teens about people, politics, and our planet. Please keep listening after the music to hear about the Iowa caucuses and why they matter in the 2020 election. Hi, my name is Karma Samtani, and I'm the host of United We Listen, a podcast by and for teens about people, politics, and our planet, in particular, the upcoming 2020 election in the United States. So what is going on right now in the lead up to the upcoming 2020 election is a process called the Democratic primary. Now, we're specifically focusing on the Democratic primary because President Donald Trump, who is Republican, is already in office and is running for a second term. That means that he is near guaranteed to be the Republican nominee. So if you don't really understand what this means, in short, the nomination process for both the Republican and Democratic Party are a mini election of sorts where voters who are registered with either party will have a chance to nominate their party's nominee for president of the United States. Now, nominees from both the Democratic and Republican parties will end up going head to head in a general election matchup where one person from each party who is the nominee will be able to compete and the winner of this general election will go into the White House as the president of the United States. So the reason we're focusing on the Democratic primary is because Donald Trump is already in office as a Republican, meaning that he is almost 100% certain to be the Republican nominee. If he is not the Republican nominee, it will likely be due to a complication in his impeachment process or Republican internal leadership deciding that he is no longer a strong enough candidate. So, however, right now what the main focus is these days is the Democratic primary. This is because there are candidates in the numbers of double digits running for president against Donald Trump. However, only one lucky Democrat will have the chance to do so. And the way that is decided is by selecting the Democratic nominee. Now, the way that the Democratic nomination process works is that voters from every state will have a chance to cast their ballot for who they believe should be the Democratic nominee. However, not all states will go in the same time, and therefore states going first will have an outsized influence in narrowing down the field of options from a large number, like the current number of over 10 candidates, to a much smaller and much more respectable and easy to deal with, so to speak, number of approximately three to five candidates at most. So that is why a state like Iowa is very, very important. So Iowa will be the first state to vote in the nominating process for the Democratic primary in a format of a primary called a caucus. So each state will host either a primary or a caucus, and these The results of these primaries slash caucuses will go to deciding who the Democratic nominee is once all the votes are tallied up. So basically, the voters from Iowa will end up voting, and those who do not do well in Iowa are most certain to drop out of the race, leaving a smaller and smaller number of candidates who continue to be at the top of the pack. And those who are at the bottom or in the middle will drop out over time. And Iowa is a very, very good deciding state, given that it is the first one. And that's where most of the candidates are spending the majority of their time. Most candidates are campaigning in Iowa, and they're essentially betting everything on Iowa 
given that a poor showing in Iowa will not give them the momentum they need to go forward. And a good showing in Iowa in terms of results from the caucus will give them the energy they need to go forward. So now how exactly does the Iowa caucus work? The Iowa caucus works in the way that it is very different from a election in its general definition. It is not some type of format where people will simply cast their votes. It is more of a pep rally of sorts, even for one specific candidate. So at every polling station, which will be distributed among cities and towns, and there will be one or two polling stations at least in every city slash town, supporters from these places will come together in high school gyms and church basements and wherever else these polling stations are held, and they will all come together and form a group of supporters of all candidates in the Democratic primary. And the way that the Iowa caucus works is that all of the people who are supporting various candidates will talk about who they support, and they will just make it very clear as to who they support and to a certain extent why they support them. And then they will have the chance to cast their first round of votes for the candidate that they support. So supporters for any candidate will cast their vote, and this is where it's a majority strength in numbers game. So if supporters of a certain candidate vote in larger numbers, then they will end up they will end up being the majority. However, supporters of candidates with much, much lower groups of support will have to be sacrificed. So it is simple, similar to a process of elimination in that supporters of candidates with less support will have to choose to regroup with other candidates and consolidate their support. So for example, if I'm supporting candidate A and I am representing around 3% of the people caucusing in my area, and there is someone else who represents 12% of the people caucusing in my area, and together we both like each other's candidates, we will have to consolidate our support and choose one candidate to support. This is because going into the Iowa caucuses, there has been a rule set for a 15% threshold. So for a candidate to gain actual quote-unquote votes in this caucus, they must have at least 15% support. So the way that that works is that any candidate not breaking that number of 15% will have to have their supporters migrate to those of other candidates or try and convince supporters of other candidates to come together and support that one candidate to reach that threshold. So it is a very complicated process. However, it is quite simple when it is done in practice. So basically the way it works is that there is strength in numbers and the responsibility of people who go in caucus is to represent their candidate in the most strong way possible in case they do not break the 15% threshold. And once you do break the 15% threshold, you are relatively safe in that your votes will be counted. However, after this 15% rule is in place, it is simply a matter of majority votes. So once all the candidates in the running have broken 15% and no candidate represented has less than 15% of the vote, then accordingly, those votes will be allocated to the candidates and all the votes from the state of Iowa will be added up together and the winner will be declared. So it is very, very complicated in the way that the caucus works. However, it plays a very, very important role in deciding the future 
of the presidential election for next president of the United States. And the Iowa caucuses are especially consequential because this election is very, very important. And with the field of candidates that is so diverse, both in terms of age, racial background, states they come from, experience levels they have, it will really, really be a testament to what voters are looking for. So if voters are looking for someone who they know very well and someone who they just believe is a tried and tested, but not as advanced in terms of their vision type of candidate, they might go with someone like Joe Biden, who is very well established. And many people have the belief that he will be a sure shot to beat Donald Trump. However, given the way that the 2016 election played out, everything seems very unpredictable right now. The way that the election is structured and the way that the voters have begun to move in terms of their opinions and their feelings towards certain issues and candidates, these elections are becoming more and more unpredictable. So, for example, there's also a chance that a candidate like Bernie Sanders will end up doing extraordinarily well in Iowa because voters are looking for someone who is new and bold and is a visionary. That is a clear contrast that is being drawn in this primary, but it's one of very many given the vast range of candidates. So whoever voters in Iowa choose will be a real testament to the direction that the party of the Democratic Party is going in. And this caucus is quite similar to an Iowa caucus in 2008, when now former President Barack Obama was really able to break out. Before these Iowa caucuses, Secretary Hillary Clinton not secretary at the time, Senator Hillary Clinton, was also running for president against Barack Obama for the Democratic nomination. She was very, very favored as someone who would have a much better shot at winning. However, a lot of voters in Iowa turned up and caucused for Barack Obama, giving him the edge over Hillary Clinton in the primary, which led him to the presidency. This Iowa caucus is very similar in that it is very consequential And there are many parallels that can be drawn to the election of President Barack Obama. This caucus will be coming straight off a heated military tension, if not all-out war, with the Middle Eastern country. That will really affect the way that voters view certain candidates. A candidate like Joe Biden, who has voted for the Iraq war previously, might not be as favorable if Donald Trump continues to escalate tensions with Iran and gives a sense of deja vu. And it's really a very, very complicated process, not just in the way that people vote, but in that there are so many influences and the magnitude of importance that the Iowa caucuses hold is something that is actually quite rarely talked about. It's talked about as being a consequential moment in U.S. politics every election cycle. However, how consequential it is especially in an election like this, not just because of how it will show where the Democratic Party is going, but because of the sheer importance of this election to so many issues. If President Donald Trump is reelected, certain things will continue to go forward in terms of deregulating corporations as well as taking a different stance on climate change from the conventional protecting the environment stance. Donald Trump has a very pro-fossil fuel stance because he believes that it is good for the economy. And 
certain issues like climate change are only a matter of time before they are decided once and for all, and there is no way to turn back. And this is why an election like the 2020 election is so important, not just to the de- to the people in the United States, but also to the people of the world, because decisions made by the president of the United States in the coming few years will become more and more consequential. So the Iowa caucuses are, so to speak, the domino effect, and it is the first domino to start the chain reaction and what will decide who the next president of the United States is, and that is why it is so consequential. So in order to really reflect the magnitude of this caucus, we are going to be doing an Iowa update on every single episode from now on, where we will be going over key issues that are happening in Iowa, key candidates that are being elevated in Iowa, as well as key topics that are continuing to arise in Iowa. For example, a candidate like Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, recently rose to the top of the polls in the state of Iowa because of his very, very different style of campaigning. He is a Rhodes Scholar, he is a Harvard alumni, he is an Afghanistan war veteran, and he is the mayor of a small town in Indiana. He's also running for president, and he has resonated very well with voters in Iowa because he reminds them quite a bit of another person who rose to the top in 2008, whose name was Barack Obama. So what is really happening right now is that a state of around a million people, if not less, that is very, very rural will end up actually deciding possibly the course of United States foreign policy for the next few decades, United States environmental policy for the next few decades, United States economic policy for the next few decades, and as a result, the way that the world functions. And I know it sounds like I'm exaggerating, but I really don't think I am because these caucuses are so important in deciding who the next president of the United States will be. So with that, I'd like to just wrap up this podcast by recommending as we will do with every topic from now on, a few sources that are very useful to help you stay on top of the issues that are happening in the Iowa caucuses. So the first source that we'd like to recommend is the TROP News Twitter page. We will continue to post updates regarding polling, regarding fundraising, regarding the overall climate in Iowa, and we will do our best to bring on more and more people who are very experienced with the Iowa caucus process to give you a true insight into what it really means for the future of the American political scene for the next four, if not eight, or 10, or 12 years. We also like to recommend the new site Politico. Politico is very good in that they have very, very up-to-date coverage on upcoming issues in states like Iowa, and they also have very, very good profiles on candidates that are currently on the rise. They are very good for people who are less experienced in their political knowledge, as they're very good at explaining things in a way that do not make them sound basic, and you are truly able to gain a large depth of understanding through their source without actually having to know too much about politics. So that is the second source we'd like to recommend. And the third source, of course, is United We Listen, this podcast. Over the next few weeks, we're going to continue to publish new and new content, and we are going to be bringing on amazing guests 
And I cannot wait to share what is in store for this podcast with everyone listening. Thank you so much for your your support of this podcast. If you like it, please support us in one of three ways. One is to share this podcast by pressing the share button on whatever you're listening to this on. The second is to follow at TROP News on Spotify to follow TROP News United We Listen on Anchor to follow us on Twitter at TROP News to follow us on Instagram at TROP News as well. And the last thing you can do to help us out is to visit our brand new website. Our brand new website will be in the link in bio of our Instagram and our Twitter account, as well as our anchor.fm webpage. So that is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash U-W-L. If you click the website button, it will direct you to our brand new design website. Thank you so much for your support, and please feel free to share your feedback through social media or through recording a voice message on the Anchor app. Have a nice day and have a happy new year.